Welcome to the podcast of Sozo Church. For more information about Sozo, please visit sozosmtx.com. Thank you. Awesome. You need this? <laughs> awesome. Can you hear me? Alec did such an amazing job putting uh, that on, and then my two little princesses were dancing during worship on me, and I'm like, I hope you can still hear me. Good morning. You are the beloved. You are the much-loved one. Stand up with me today if you are the beloved. The beloved of God. This is not a trick question. Would you, if you feel comfortable, would you hold your hands out in front of you? Father, thank you that you have called us beloved, that we are the much loved ones. And Father, I ask right now, Father, that wherever we may be off in our receiver, in receiving from you, Father, I ask, Lord, that you would break into that place, Father, with your love, God, with your supernatural power, Father, that today would be a day that is marked with your love that we would know to a greater degree than we've ever known before that we are the beloved, that we are the much-loved ones. And so right now, I want you to say, and I want you to repeat after me, and say, I am the beloved. I am am loved unconditionally. unconditionally. There is no condition to how he loves me. And today... I will receive a greater revelation of his intense and furious love for me. In Jesus' name, amen. I was thinking about John, as I was preparing um, this message, and I was thinking about the disciple John. And the disciple John is known as the one who Jesus loved, right? He's the one that Jesus loved. He actually said it about himself. And I was thinking about that, and I was like, well, that sounds a little, like, a little much, Lord. Like, (laughs) that sounds a little, little prideful. And I began to study and, and what I came across was, was so powerful because the Lord was drawing me to this place of, of learning about John. And it actually, when you go back to the Greek, it means the disciple whom Jesus kept on loving. He's the disciple that Jesus kept on loving. He's the one, he's the only one that at the Last Supper, he actually laid his head on Jesus. He was the only one that is mentioned at the crucifixion. He is the one that when Jesus left, he left his own mom, like he asked John to take care of her. And I believe that what, when I was thinking about this, asking the Lord, like, he was like, there's a place of trust 
When we are the beloved and we know that, there's a place of safety that we give to others and that other, others feel when they're around us that, they, that we know that we're the beloved, that we're the much loved ones. And, and everything that we live by hangs on God's love. It's not that it just hangs on it. The Bible said that he is love. And so we hear about God's love so much and it's like God is love and we should love and, and all of these things. And 15 years ago, I remember God encountered me with the tangible love of his presence in a way that I had never experienced before. And ever since that day, the verse in 1 John 4, 19, ask my husband, it's been my favorite verse. We love because he first loved us. And I grew up, I grew up in the church, I grew up uh, a Christian. I can remember, I think I was five or six years old and we were traveling in the redwoods of Northern California. I grew up in California. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and I remember I asked, I said, I wanna, I wanna know Jesus. And I remember standing in, in front of this huge redwood and just like, I mean, they're ginormous as an adult, but as a kid, you're just like, this is crazy. Anybody been to the redwoods? Like, it's crazy. And I accepted Jesus, and I said, you know, the prayer, which is kind of what we learned to do. Um, and from that moment, I, I knew that I knew him. But I was raised, I would say that the, most people that were raised in the church during that time, we were raised with a lot of conditions and rules. Anybody have any conditions and rules put on them? And so I remember one time, I think I was in my late teens, and I, I, was, I was the kid that, that just, I did, I wanted to follow God. Like I didn't, I wasn't one that strayed. Like my husband and I are like complete, like opposite stories. It's just amazing how God brought us together. It's incredible. But I was the one that wanted to, like I wanted to be good and I wanted to follow God. Like I just had it in my heart. And I remember somebody said to me, one of my friends, and she goes, I was in my late teens, and she goes, you know, Wendy, you don't always have to be perfect. And I was like, oh. I still remember that to this day. And you know, it's like, there's nothing wrong with having boundaries on, around our lives, right? We need them. We need to be the disciplined ones, the disciples. But what had happened for me was that I, I kind of always felt like, I, I, I felt like I needed to be loving people, but I felt like I just, I didn't always feel that way, right? But like kind of to an extreme, I would say. Not that I was mean or anything, it was just like, I, I, I feel like I'm supposed to like love more. And I was trying to kind of muster that up throughout my life and kind of, you know, it's like I'm gonna love God and, and and I fasted, I prayed, I did my quiet time, I did all these things, and I had a relationship with God. And he was always with me, but 15 years ago, in 2000, and I believe it is, what, what are we, 2000, would that be 2008? 2008, I began to, it was like I, I began to meet people and, and 
I, was, I went to a conference at one point with one of my friends and we had been drawn to some of the things that were happening in Northern California. And at the time I lived in Seattle and we went to a conference in, uh, outside of Seattle and I, I went to this conference and I, I just saw these people and they were like so free. They were like experiencing God. Like there were things happening to them and, and I was like, this is really cool. Like we can really experience God. Like it doesn't have to just be like me doing certain things so that I, he knows that I love him, right? And so I remember during this time, my life was, was headed in a certain direction. I lived in Seattle. Um, I was already out of college. I had a good job. I had bought my first house. I was dating someone. We were planning to get married, not Shane. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I remember, I remember this day so vividly. I was in my living room and I had I kind of had like been around people and, and they're like, why don't you like try just soaking? Like, why don't you try not doing something for God when you're with him, right? <laughs> and soaking is kind of like, if you've ever done it, it's like just laying and being with God. And so I was just laying there and I was listening to, to worship music and I remember this song came on and it, um, probably most of you know it, it's called How He Loves Us. Anybody know that song? And I was sitting there and I was just, well, I was laying there. Remember this, it was clear as day. I was laying there and all of a sudden, I felt like the manifest presence of God lay on me. And, and the tears were just streaming down my face. And I was like, what is this? What is this presence of love that, is, that I've never felt to this degree again? And I remember in that moment, just feeling so loved, so taken care of, so known. And it was like from that moment forward, the trajectory of my life changed. And my friend and I had decided to go um, to a conference in, in Northern California. And we went there and I remember the Lord said, this is going to be a life shattering trip. <laughs> Fun times. And I went there and the Lord began to speak and do things and he opened up doors for me to go and be a part of a ministry school there. And my, everything in my life as I knew it changed after that love encounter. And it was like, I had never experienced him in that way, yet I had known him for a long time. And what I felt like today, I felt like the Lord wanted to rekindle a flame in some of us. The flame of his love. There was a, there's a line in that song that when I, I encountered him, it was like, if you've never encountered the love of God in this way, then you better like brace yourself because it's about to just blow in this place. Probably many of you have heard that song, Kim Walker. Who's heard that? Raise your hand. Sorry, yeah. And it was like something was released in that moment of 
an encounter with the Lord that marked me. I will never forget that moment in my life. And I believe that we are in a time now where God is saying, I want you to remark yourself with my love. In Psalm 119, 24, it says, your testimonies are indeed my delight. They are my counselors. And that verse has been something over the past few months that God has reminded me again that I am to take the testimonies of his love and his goodness in my life and others, and I am to delight in them, and they are to be my counselors. They are to be my counselors, and they are to be who, when I go and I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't feel loved. All I have to do is go back to that place Of his love. And I take that and I'm like, Lord, wait, you did this. And those times are marked all over my life and I know that they're marked on all of yours. We have moments where God has marked us, where we've seen miracles, where we've seen him come through in our finances, where we've seen him touch us. Amen. And I believe that God is bringing us to a place where we need to become disciplined in delighting in his testimonies. The past few years, they've been, there's been some challenges worldwide and there's been challenges that I think we haven't necessarily ever faced before. And I believe that, that some of us, and this happened to me like in 2022, it wasn't 2020, it was 2022, it felt like one of the hardest years that I've had personally. And it felt like it was a year of great surrender for me. It was a year of things that were difficult kept coming, whether it was in business or relationships or different things. And it was a year of great surrender where the Lord was like, I need you to die in these areas so that I can live. And so it was difficult and it was painful, but it was beautiful with him because everything is with him. And then after 2022, I began to feel just this drawing again of his goodness in my life and this, this life coming back into me. But before that happened, I had had some things that were going on. I think what we call them now is I would get triggered. <laughs> and I have to be honest, before 2022, I didn't really feel a trigger to that extent for a long time. And, I, and some of you get, got phone calls from me during that time, <laughs> called a few people, because I felt so angry. And that's not really a normal, ask my husband, that's like a, not a normal response for me. But there was little things that I was just like, I just feel so angry. And so as we do and as we should do, we go to the trusted ones in our lives to help us kind of work through what's going on. So I made some phone calls, I got together with some people. We called Muzz over in Australia. <laughs> I was like, I need to talk to Muzz. And uh, come to find out, as like the Lord was kind of just showing me what was, was going on, it was like a little thing that just triggered me into anger. Anybody ever had that happen? Yeah. And um, apparently there's a word for it. Um, 
And I'm gonna read this part because this is not something that I'm versed in because I'm not a psychologist, but I wanted to read this because I feel like God highlighted this for a reason. I feel like some of us, he wants to do something with this. Um, The word for when you have a trigger and you can't control what's coming out of you is emotional dysregulation. Anybody heard that term? And so basically emotional dysregulation is the inability to cope with and react adequately to intense emotions. And what they have traced it back to, basically studying the brain and all the emotions and things, was that it is, a lot of it is based on what you grow up in. So if you have a secure attachment to your primary caregiver, your parents or whoever the primary is, you don't tend to have those places of emotional dysregulation. But if you'd had an insecure attachment to those people, then what happens is that you have an inability to cope with intense emotions. Anybody else? Anybody else ever been dysregulated? Just me? Just me? And what the Lord began to show me was, was he was like, hey, guess what? You've had some things hit you in the past year or so, and you're kind of like in this mode, like protection mode. And I didn't even know I was fully in it, but I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna protect myself because there's been things coming at me and they kept coming and I don't know what to do, so I'm just gonna be like this. And then if you poke me in the wrong way, I'm gonna be like this. Right? And the Lord began to speak to me of being the beloved, of being that loved one again, because there is no greater secure place to find yourself than in the loving arms of your Father. You are the beloved. And he began to say, Wendy, you are the beloved, but you forgot a little bit that you were, and it's okay. And so I began to take the testimonies of his faithfulness and his love that have been poured out over my life, and I began to say, be my counselor. Be the place that I go instead of that other place until I get back to that place of knowing that I'm the beloved. And he's done such a deep work in me in these past few months of this year. I literally can't remember the last time that I wasn't in his presence that I didn't do this. He's just so good. He's just so good. And I felt like today there were some areas that God wanted to remind us of his love for us. And you know that disappointment can be a disease. Disappointment is a very normal part of life. We live in just a world where people are making all sorts of different decisions and we're under, you know, different things with different people and government and and the world and there's just hard things because we're not in heaven yet. (laughs) Right? And so disappointment is, a, is a, unfortunately, I think, a normal part of our lives, right? 
And I believe that some of us, we have these places of disappointment and what has happened is it's like a diseased tree. And we've let the seeds of disappointment come and and bring disease into some of our branches that we're supposed to be bearing fruit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, fruit of the Spirit. And I believe that for some of us, we've been trying to not be diseased. We've been doing things so that we're, we don't carry disease. We're like, we wanna be like different than we are, but <laughs> it's not working. And I felt like what God wanted to do today was he wanted to rename you beloved and he wants his love. It's supernatural, guys. It's not something we can do and make happen, but he wants his love to be going down deep in those places. And I believe that one of the biggest questions that we will answer throughout our lifetime here, before we get to perfection, when we hit places of disappointment, is, is he still good? And if you can look at your circumstances, and you can you look those in the eye, and you go, look at that, that, that wasn't him, but is he still good? And I believe is as we can say yes to that and continue to say yes and, and put aside those things that we do not understand. I'll tell you, there's things in this life that we will not understand. We never will. But is he good? Let his testimonies of his goodness be the counselors for your soul. I woke up in the middle of the night last night, not by choice. <laughs> we all had a rough night's sleep, I don't know why. Um, our kids usually don't get up in the night, but they came in and uh, they were just like up, but then they went right back to sleep, but with me in the bed and Shane went in the room. <laughs> and I felt like the Lord said that <clears throat> many of us were like, yeah, we're sons and daughters. But I felt like the Lord said that, that some of us are believing like we're the ugly stepchild. And we're looking around and we're like looking around us and we're like, well, why don't, why is that happening for them? And why isn't that happening for me? And well, they know that or that's happening for them or they got this amount of money or whatever it is, right? They have that relationship. And we're spending so much time looking around that we've taken on that persona, not as the beloved son or daughter, but as the ugly stepchild. And you know what is the only thing that can heal us from that? His perfect love. His unconditional agape love. It's not gonna be any of the other loves. It's not gonna be even in marriage. It's not gonna be your friends that are gonna heal your wound. The only thing that can heal us so deeply and so everlasting is his love. And I felt like God was just like, I just want them to receive my love. And so that's why I had you stand up this morning because some of our receivers are off. 
They're picking up a frequency that isn't from heaven. And yes, I believe that there is um, the discipline of even taking the testimonies of his goodness and letting him be your counselors. But I also believe that there is a supernatural exchange that can happen when you just say, God, I just want more of your love. And I believe that in this season that God is redefining success for some of us. We've looked at what we think success is and I feel like for some of us, we used to look at it in a different way, but now we're like, okay, this is success for me. And this season for me is very different than other seasons. I have you know, two little girls, they're six and four. So it's kind of like, we used to like do more exciting things per se, right? <laughs> we used to travel the world, minister, like, I used to wakeboard every, you know, or not wakeboard, I used to slalom ski so all summer. I'd be out there eight hours a day, snowboard in the winters. Not that you can't do that stuff when you have kids, but it changes. They're little, you know, they're only little once, and so they can't do all of those things. You can't be gone all the time. Well, I guess you could, but I don't want to be. I want to be with them. And I found myself kind of being bored. I can have a personality that gets bored easily. <laughs> I was like, Lord, I've got a bored and in this season, like in the past few months, he's like, you know, you don't have, have to be bored with me. <laughs> and I've seen him come in and he's done something with his love that even when I'm like, okay, we're gonna go jump on the trampoline one more time with my kids. Or actually, I'm just gonna lay there and play dodgeball and they jump. I don't really jump anymore. <laughs> that there's so much more joy that I've had. He's like, you know, you don't have to be bored with me ever. It's a simple adjustment of my perspective to him, taking those testimonies as counselors. I really believe it's as simple, you guys. And receiving his love again and letting him bring into light what's important. So then when I'm sitting on the trampoline and we have this thing where they call me Moigi and I change my voice and I'm throwing the ball at them and I talk like an Italian. You guys don't want to hear it, it's so bad. <laughs> it's their favorite and I say, it's only on the trampoline, that's my rule. <laughs> but he's giving me things like that in this season. And we're all in different seasons, we're all in different places, but I believe what God is, is wanting so desperately, this is why he came. He came to shed love that is gonna change our lives forever. And in 1 Corinthians 13, it says that these three remain forever. There's only three of them. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And one thing that I believe is that sometimes we, right now, there's many of us, we're trying to muster up faith as the ugly stepchild. And we're trying to walk into the call of God on our life. Call of God. We're called to be loved. But the kingdom calling, I love that. There's so many things that God has set for us to do. But we're trying to walk into those things as the ugly stepchild. And we're frustrated. And 
Some of us were like, I just need to have more hope for a situation. And we're trying to have hope as the ugly stepchild. And we're frustrated. Because you cannot move forward as the beloved unless you know you're loved. And I don't think you can have faith that is not striving unless you know you're the beloved. And there's many of us, and God is asking some of you, and I know that he is, he's asking you to step out on the water. And we're having a hard time, and I believe that it's because there's areas that he's had his finger on that he's like, this is an area, you think you're the ugly stepchild. But you're not. And I believe that the only way that we're gonna continue to advance the kingdom is as being the beloved. And I think the church has tried to do it other ways, right? Without being the main thing. And I always say this, I always say, I'm always a daughter first. Yeah, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a business owner. I'm on other things, but I'm always a daughter first. And I believe what the Father wants to do today is he wants to plant seeds of love, new seeds, deeper seeds, in places that they haven't been before inside of us. So if the worship, you guys can come up, Nathan. I want you guys to stand with me. And I feel like there's areas that God is gonna touch today with his love. That we've been like this. Because it's just life, it's just life. And so, if any, if you feel any of those things, I, I wrote some things down because I felt like the Lord was very specific. If you feel like there's disappointment in your life and it feels like you can't quite muster up the strength to get out of it, I want you to do something. It could be your hands held out in front of you. It could be coming forward. Just do something different than you normally do. I think sometimes we don't see anything different happen in our lives because we don't do anything different. If you feel emotionally dysregulated, <laughs> hold your hands out to him. Come to the front, do something. Tell him that you want this area to be touched by his love. If you feel like the ugly stepchild, I want you to respond to him. I want you to open your heart to him. I believe that he wants to do something so powerful with his love in our lives that we can always go back 
and look at what he's done, the testimonies of his goodness, of his love, and they can be our counselors. We don't, I think we've relied too much on other things to satisfy us. But I believe that where he's taking us is a place where we know how to do that with him. And I asked them to play this song because this is the song that, uh, that I had the encounter to 15 years ago. And the cool thing about when you encounter God or you have a miracle in your life is that you get to release it on other people. You get to release your breakthrough to others. And so I felt this morning that I was supposed to do that. I'm not gonna sing, you're welcome. But I felt that I was, the Lord was like, this song is my heart for them. And you don't even have to sing the words. In fact, some of you maybe don't need to be singing the words, you just need to be receiving what he's speaking over you. So Father, right now, God, I thank you for your love, your supernatural, fierce love that nothing can stop, God. I believe nothing can stop your love. And I ask, Lord, that you would come into those places of disappointment, Father, into those places of comparison as the ugly stepchild, into that place where we've been diseased by disappointment, Father, where we feel like there's parts of us that are dead, God. I ask right now that you would release your love, that it would be a deep encounter with your love, God, that would mark us, God. I ask, Lord, that they would feel your tangible presence, God. I ask that many would come into a new revelation of who you are during this time, Father, and that your love would mark them, your love that would mark them and that where they've been at a place of, of protecting themselves, God, that every heart would be open now to you, God. Lord, we thank you, God, for your love, your supernatural, powerful love in Jesus' name.